0: On Thursday, September 11, 2008, Supreme Master Ching Hai accepted an invitation as special guest for an interview from the producer and host, Bob Levensold of Environmentally Sound Radio. The interview covers a wide range of topics, with a focus on the currently urgent and relevant issue, climate change, and the single most important solution to stop global warming, the vegetarian diet, meaning an animal free... Environmentally Sound Radio is a unique radio program broadcast on WVOX AM 1460, based in New York, USA. WVOX has been named America's Great Community Radio Station by such notable publications as the Wall Street Journal. It recently won an award for Best News in New York State, presented by ABC's Barbara Walters at the New York State Broadcasters Association. Environmentally Sound Radio has interviewed prominent environmentalists like Dr. Jane Goodall, Pete Seeger and Dr. David Suzuki, as well as authors, journalists and other esteemed contributors. We now invite you to enjoy Interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai by Bob Levensold of Environmentally Sound Radio on WVOXAM 1460 on September 11, 2008.
1: Sixty WVOX presents Environmentally Sound with environmental activist Bob Levensald. Join Bob and his guests as they talk about protecting our most precious resource, the environment. Now, here's Bob Levensald. Thank you, John. Good morning and welcome to Environmentally
2: Sound. I am Bob Levensald, your host for the series on the natural world, education and culture. We bring you guests from diverse disciplines, scientists, activists, authors, educators, entertainers, and public officials. We seek to stimulate your curiosity, intellect, and passion. Today's news from the natural world. Today is Thursday, which is 9-11, September 11th, 2008, the 84th day of summer, the 7th anniversary of the World Trade Center attacks. Autumn begins a week from Monday on September 22nd. And my guest today is Supreme Master Ching Hai, spiritual leader and worldwide activist. I do believe that part of being enlightened is doing good works, and Grandmaster's global following suggests that she does just that. Welcome, Supreme Master Ching Hai.
3: Hello.
2: Good morning, Supreme Master. How are you?
3: I'm good. I just finished a seminar, so I'm still hanging around here waiting for you.
2: Okay, well, I'm, I'm happy that you're doing that. Do you get to the beach at all, or are you too busy for that?
3: Oh, I haven't got a time, sorry. I just passed by Zoom, like with a car. (laughs) But beautiful people are bathing, you know, and uh, the sun is shining, the sky is blue, and the weather is perfect.
2: All right, that's enough of making me jealous and wishing I was there.
3: Don't be Mr. Lebensoy because I also don't have time to go on the beach. <laughs> you see, I'm very pale. I don't have tan or nothing.
2: <laughs> yes, I can see the feet, and you're pale, but very beautiful.
3: Thank you, sir. Thank you.
2: Okay, let me ask you about your NQ rating system. This is a noble quality. Yes. How do you arrive at that, and how can some members of a species, specifically humans I'm thinking of, have a rating of 90, a high rating, while others are as low as 3% or 10% within the same species. How, how does the noble quality, the NQ rating system, work?
3: All right, sir. All beings uh, watch over and uh, observed and rated depends on how good uh, we are or a being is either have developed a noble quality, loving and kind, helping others, or not. And it's a heaven-rating system, not not mine, (laughs) not humans. And we all come here to realize our true great self, uh, the more selfless and unconditional and loving quality we exercise in this world, the nearer we are to our great self, the God within us.
2: Well, I, I wondered if if we can, uh, let's say I'm a 10, can I get up to, say, a, a 15 or a 20 by doing good things? How do you grow within this system?
3: Anyone who is doing more good things in life, more selfless service, and truly just because of love in others and feeling what others feel in time of need, then the noble quality will increase with it accordingly. We expand ourselves by including others in our life in a loving way.
2: How can we possibly know? There's no test, is there? Yes. How would I know uh, what my rating is, or shouldn't I even bother worrying about that?
3: Uh, We shouldn't, really, because we should do it unconditionally. Okay. But nevertheless, if you want, you can ask me, and I tell you in private only, yeah? <laughs> okay.
2: So I should try to be perfect.
3: Yeah, we can know the noble quality of someone if we are in contact with that person, and we have to contact inside to heaven. We can ask heaven about it.
2: Well, you travel all over the world. Right. But anytime you, you come anywhere near me, I invite you to come, and you can tell me what my noble quality is.
3: Thank you. <laughs> I may be afraid to find out, Uh, No, I'm sure you are very high in noble quality. Don't worry. The way you're doing things. Thank you. That
2: is so generous. You just make me glow.
3: No, you're serving others, you know, and your work is noble and you are selfless and you are broad-minded. All you're working is a protecting environment, I think, and so I'm sure you have high NQ.
2: And I am blushing.
3: (laughs) And IQ as well.
2: (laughs) Now. I would have thought what I read about the noble qualities in your book, The Noble Wilds. I would have thought that animals such as, uh, tigers, lions, um, eagles, they seem to us to be noble. Mm. And yet you, you consider them to be actually quite low. Um, I guess noble quality has more to do, well, maybe you have to tell me. Why are, are tigers and eagles not high on the nobility scale?
3: Mm. It's not, uh... I myself consider I am told of this. You know, when I was in touch with the noble wise, and I am told of this, this uh, knowledge transmitted to me like which one what. It's a whole lot. I just uh, have a little like symbolic list in the book of my noble wives because I think it is obvious to uh, some people it seems like they look very regal and noble, yes, but it is obvious that they are predators. And uh, they're killing to live. So how can a uh, noble quality expand in such circumstance? But that is their nature. Yeah, I know, I know. Because they are born like that to do that. That's why they stay like that. That's why we humans have a choice. Any beings who harm the weak and uh, innocent uh, for any uh, reason at all are acting against the merciful law of heaven. And thus, it is good uh, enough even that they are given this uh, physical body in this uh, reasonable world and not in a worse planet, a more suffering planet. Some humans have similar traces of characters, but we have choice, you see? That's why we are better than the animal, we have choice. Like lion, tiger, they don't have choice, we have choice. We can eat meat or not eat meat, we can kill or not kill to live. So it is better that we rise above the vicious animal standards, because we are more endowed with capabilities and intelligence to better care for ourselves and for others' beings who are weaker and defenseless.
2: So the standards are the same for animals and humans, and humans, since we have the ability to make these choices, uh, we have the ability to attain a higher nobility, whereas animals that are locked in from their evolution and from their nature, they're just stuck where they are, whatever number they are. Right, sir. Okay, right, I oh. get it. So let me talk about you just a little bit. You were born in Vietnam. Uh, what are your recollections of the war? I imagine it was a terribly traumatic time for you. Please tell us, from your perspective, what it was like.
3: Yes. It, it was, uh, a war is never good, you can tell. Of course, especially for a child, Uh, these horrible and frightening uh, sceneries as the dead bodies everywhere on the roadside, you know, uh, rotten and exploded houses of a neighboring, burnt out uh, fields of coconuts and uh, burnt out fields of rice is uh, uh, not ideal for uh, children to grow up with. And the deafening cannon sound, I used to feel like my heart would, like explode inside my chest, or run away from me, and my ear was so deafening because they just uh, shooting cannon every day, and it's very near where my house is. It's, it's uh, not just uh, bad for the fragile physical body, but it's left you terrible, uh, disturbed, and feeling ill, feeling unwell, depressed, and for no reasons. As a helpless child, uh, what can you do? Yeah, why well, it's never good and um, even not good for the aggressors as well, because they will have to pay for the suffering they cause to others. Even if they have the right to, to do that, the bad retribution still have to be measured out against both sides, and there's untold suffering in all human aspects. You know that psychologically, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I think war is a consequence of our neglect to the less fortunate uh, brothers and sisters and the less fortunate beings, if our society elevates to a more compassionate levels of consciousness and all beings are treated with uh, respect and love, then uh, we will never have war, because it's no good for anyone, for the strong and the weak.
2: Clearly, so. Uh, are uh, you were a young child during that time, were you not?
3: Uh, yes, very young, uh, not even ten.
2: And I was actually in the United States Army at that time, although I did not get to visit your country, fortunately not at that time, because that would have been terrible for all of us. Oh. Um, uh, but I think it would be wonderful to visit Vietnam. And now, yes. <laughs> to see how it has grown. <laughs> now, I, yes. I understand that you saw an elementary school teacher, just a very gentle man, shot by a stray bullet.
3: Yes, my own teacher.
2: And that must have uh, hurt you deeply and very personally.
3: Yeah, you read my poem about it, and you know, I, I could not even express enough. As a child, I wrote the poem like that, and you know how I felt.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, now, you've traveled, and uh, you worked for the Red Cross in Germany, and you also saw terrible suffering. And, and while you were there, you married a doctor, yes? Right. Uh, how long were you married? Two years. But you actually, you realized... Uh, that you had a spiritual path to follow. So um, presumably you sat with your husband and you said, I have to follow this, and he he said, I understand. And he was in agreement that uh, this was was your path. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, anything about that time in Germany?
3: It's uh, been a long time and I almost forgot about it. But it was very difficult, as you can imagine, for both of us. And I cried a lot before I left him. He wasn't crying outside, but, uh, you know, I feel he's crying inside. And uh, he went to visit me even in the Himalaya (laughs) later on, yes. And uh, we met again afterward, and uh, it's it's like nothing has happened. But uh, still, you know, I had to go because um, it's already difficult to live one's time. I cannot go and do it again and again. So in Vietnam we say, rather die apart than live separately. Really? So it was just uh, because the world was full of suffering and I cannot enjoy my own uh, personal happiness. That's the reason. Yes. I would have loved to take him with me, but uh, he's a physician. Uh, he loves his job, and uh, I'm sure he's doing good for the world, you know, for his patients, because he was an excellent and loving, compassionate, and kind doctor. Uh, often he shared with me his sorrow of uh, some case that he cannot help.
2: Sure. That was his work, and this was yours.
3: Yes, and I thought I had to do something to help uh, humanity in a different way. Like the Buddha, I was idealistic, and I read the Buddha and the, my Jesus, they all left their family to go and find a solution to the suffering and the remedies to cure the ill of the world. So I left him, but uh, we were in a friendly way. But That's good. There was suffering, a lot of pain. I wouldn't recommend anyone to do this. If you are in love too much, I think it's very painful.
2: I must say that men are not so good at crying. I agree. Your husband was probably crying deeply inside to he lose was. such a he person was. as you. Uh, you met a perfect master in the Himalayas. Um, we're going to have to go to a break in a, a little over a minute. So you see, if you can start talking about your experience in the Himalayas, then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and continue.
3: All right. You see, uh, this is something... <laughs> That's difficult to tell people because it's almost like out of this world. I went all over the world in search for a perfect master, enlightened master, to guide me to enlightenment. And finally, uh, heaven has rewarded me with God's grace. So
2: you did meet somebody. I think we'd we'd better leave it here because if we start talking about it, I'm not going to want to take a break.
3: Sure, we'll do it later.
2: Okay, so today is 9 11, as you know, the anniversary of the terrible terrorist attacks on our city, New York City, our country, the United States, uh, and in taking down those two towers. Uh, we are going to take an extra minute to, uh, commemorate that event. Yes. And, uh, here we go.
3: I'm sorry also. And I hope this never happened again. Anywhere. May God bless America.
4: memory of September 11th. On the 7th anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 tragedy, many U.S. churches, universities, and other groups are holding gatherings and prayer services to honor the 3,000 who lost their lives. U.S. presidential candidates have pledged to set aside their campaigns for the day, and in New York City, a memorial service is being held to observe a moment of silence.
5: Supreme Master Ching Hai, I want to express my deepest
2: thanks for the enormous support members of the Meditation Association have offered us. It, we are absolutely grateful for the gifts of caring and concern that have been given to us, the generous financial contribution and the personal expressions of caring and concern means so very much to our workers,
3: but very importantly, to the people who've been affected directly by this horrible
6: tragedy. Seven years ago, after the event occurred, Supreme Master Ching Hai immediately sent more than 260000 U.S. dollars to organizations aiding the victims. Combined with our Association members' contributions, the total donations amounted to more than $350,000 U.S. dollars Contributions were personally delivered to the American Red Cross, the Salvation Army, Crisis Link, which is an organization to help families of the Pentagon victims, the Virginia Hospital Center, and the Firefighters Memorial Fund.
7: We really, really appreciate your rescue team. Thank you very much for everything that you're doing for the Salvation Army. And uh, God bless you. Thank you very much Supreme Master Ching Hai for all the support, both
4: spiritually and um, financially, um, and we are very grateful here at the American Red Cross. In September 2001, Supreme Master Ching Hai had also sent our association's relief team to the Ground Zero site, as one of the three non-governmental organizations allowed to enter our association's mobile food truck served hot vegetarian meals around the clock to the rescue workers.
1: Yeah, you were one of the few outside of the United States agencies that came and worked with us in this disaster relief. We appreciate Supreme Master Chang Hai and her work with us. We just pray that God would continue to work in her life and thank you for all that you've done.
3: I have a feeling that we need to go there, you know, not just with food and, and, and supplies. But we need to bring the master love there. It was very hard uh, because of the air pollution, the dust and, and also smoke. And, but the, the work was so rewarding. Every, every time, you know, like we serve them coffee and, and sandwiches, they, they thank us so much.
6: Shortly after, in October 2001, Supreme Master Ching Hai donated 100,000 U.S. dollars to assist Afghan refugees to the United Nations Children's Fund and the Red Cross and Red Crescent. Last May 2007, Supreme Master Ching Hai's love could be felt once more when she donated 5000 U.S. dollars to Beyond the 11th, an organization founded by widows of the 9-11 tragedy to assist other widows in areas of unrest such as Afghanistan.
4: In a video conference on September 7, 2007, Supreme Master Ching Hai had shared her feelings about the benevolence of the American spirit.
3: I think the Americans have many, many good qualities in a way. The Americans, genuinely, they are good. They give, but quietly. Only lately uh, we uh, do research onto it, yeah, and then we know that uh, the American gives a lot to the world, and they also don't say much about it. They're very generous and very uh, good
4: heart and genuine. In remembrance of 9-11 today, We thank Supreme Master Ching Hai whose deep compassion in action has touched the heart of a nation among many in need of healing. Today we honor the courage and caring of the rescue workers, firefighters, police officers, government officials and volunteers. We also honor the faith and goodness of the human spirit that shone through seven years ago and lives on today. May God bless the United States and may peace and love prevail everywhere on earth.
1: to celebrating our environment. This is Environmentally Sound with environmental activist Bob Levinsold on 1460 WVOX. Once again, here's Bob Levensold. Thank you, John. We are
2: back. You're listening to WVOX AM 1460 originating in New Rochelle, New York. If you are listening in Oxnard, California, East St. Louis, Illinois, Winnipeg, Manitoba, or Phoenix, Arizona, you have logged on to www.wvox.com. You have clicked the listen live button and you are listening live. We are speaking with Supreme Master Ching Hai. And where we left off was, um, Supreme Master, you were telling us about your experiences in the Himalayas. You went to the Himalayas to to seek enlightenment and you did finally meet a master who um, who touched you in that way. Please tell us about that.
3: It's a long story, but to make it short, I met this uh, beautiful Master, a radiant Master, and he was about 450 years old at that time, you know, in our earth years. And he was in between the threshold between our world and the astral world, uh, what we call the hereafter, no? Yes. And it's it's not the, the highest level, of course, but he has to stay there in order to come and go to the uh, physical world easily. So in fact, he's like still alive, Yes. And uh, he was in between the invisible and visible world, and uh, then uh, he uh, conferred upon me the gift of immediate enlightenment, and told me I have to go back to the world to do the same to those who seek it. So you can refer more to the interview uh, with the journalist in Taipei this year. You know, from Paris Center, my people will provide you with that if you like to know a little bit more.
2: You said he gave you the gift of uh, instant enlightenment?
3: Instant, yeah, immediate enlightenment. enlightenment. You could
2: Uh, get. Tell us what enlightenment is. You know, I I think about it, I've read about it, I've tried to enter that path, but many people don't really understand it. Can you tell us what enlightenment is? Can anyone achieve it? And how would we go about it?
3: I try, sir, I try. This is something abstract, but I try. Enlightenment, uh, in short, is the awakening within ourselves. Just like, okay, we are in a dark room, and suddenly the light comes on. That's why enlighten. Yeah, we can see the light from heaven, and we can hear the teaching of God. It sometimes is verbally, but it's mostly in a form of vibration music of the spirits, which is beautiful. It make us feeling that we are free of sorrow and pain, nothing worries us at all, and we can realize at that moment of enlightenment, that we are the essence of light and beauty, of uh, heavenly um, melody and peace, and uh, we are a part of the whole divinity, yes. Uh, that uh, our body, uh, however real it seems to us now, is an illusion. And that life continues forever, forever, that we never die truly. And that death is just a fictional a scare that uh, force us to be like a subordinate, to be subservient, to be subdued and enslaved to fear and sorrow to this physical illusionary realm as well. So anyone can achieve the enlightenment because we have it within us. All we need to do is look where it is. We forgot to look. It's like you have the headphone on your head, yeah? But if you're too busy, busy, you're looking everywhere else and you will never find it. Enlightenment is within us. We are the essence of light, yes? So we are the part of God. Every religion tells us that. God is within us, so we're just looking inside and we will find it. But it's easy to say, but not necessarily so. No, 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 it's easy, sir. The yes. person who knows it can tell you how. And it's uh, instantly, therefore I say immediate enlightenment. And it is easy like that. You can ask my people, uh, anyone you pick. We can
2: ask them. Well, we, I'll ask them after we're on the air. Okay, I'm, I'm good. to you as much as I can. You
3: want to continue with the enlightenment? Of
2: okay. Yes, of course. So
3: anyone can achieve it because we have it. So uh, sometimes even uh, without a teacher, when you are in deep concentration, when you're in deep prayers, And sincerity, then you suddenly have a silent communion with the divine within yourself. And the best is, of course, to find someone who has gone through it and who went all the way to the higher rims and come back and go back there again. And anytime, like you go into supermarket. So (laughs) just like you know your hands, then that person can lead you to the higher rim to show you how to awaken your enlightened self inside. So, so, for example, okay, this is the physical dimension, okay? If you go higher uh, without the physical body, we can free ourselves from physical body. Then uh, uh, during the time of enlightenment, then we go to the next level, that is the astral level. Most people die, they go there. Yes. The astral level have heaven and hell. And the next is the causal uh, level, which records all the human's good and bad deeds. And the next one is a creative level. And the next one is a mysterious splendor. The light there is like a hundred thousand sun, even though the planet is dark. Okay. And another one is a fifth level. That is a true abode, in the home of the other saints and sages since time immemorial. And they reside there and they come down here to help us human. Or if we uh, are human and we attain the fifth, the high level of consciousness, we also go there and live there with the saints and the sage. We became a saint then. And there are more, but uh, most human are more than happy <laughs> enough to be on the fifth level. And only exceptional souls reside above the fifth.
2: Okay. That's something to, to think about. Yes. Uh, I know you have a deep connection with animals, birds, and insects. Uh, You've saved many dogs, I understand. Yeah. But besides just a, a compassion and an affection for animals and a, an intense dislike of violence, um, you you also maintain that global warming, which we generally think is the direct result of the use of fossil fuels and the release of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, you actually believe that eating meat and the whole um, the whole industry around meat consumption is a crucial element in global warming. So, if you could kind of explain being a vegan and global warming and your connection with animals in general and your dogs in in particular. And I have your books right here, The Birds in My Life, The Dogs in My Life, which were generously given to me, and Your Noble Wild. Can you just talk about those things, please?
3: Okay. First, the connection with animals. And then second, a meat diet. And third, global warming connection. So concerning about animal communication or connection... Every of us can do it. Uh, it's just that uh, most people don't have time to train themselves again in this connection. In the beginning, we can talk to animals and they can talk to us. Anyway, many uh, animal psychics can tell you that, and they do it as a job as well. Like if you have a dog and your dog is ill and you don't know what to do, and a doctor don't know, and then you can call a psychics, and will, he will tell you what happened. And the doctor will cure him accordingly also. okay. But I'm more connected through love. I love them so much that there is just a natural and simple uh, oneness between myself and the animals, because that's that's how I feel how they feel, and I know what they know. And I'm dying inside, you know, seeing the mistreatment and the cruelty that we human, uh measure upon the uh, defenseless and uh, noble and innocent beings of animals. I wish all can hear what our co-inhabitants uh, have to tell us, and feel their pains and sorrows, just like we humans do. In fact, they are even more sensitive. And uh, I wish that we treat them more kindly, and that, uh, in turn, heaven will be uh, merciful on us. And that yeah, and that is what the noble
2: wilds is about, their communication with the animals, Yes. well uh, once in a while i I do understand, just to make it personal, I do understand what animals are feeling, yes, uh, I own a horse, i don't really understand what he feels most of the time, but um birds, I can sometimes uh, understand, so uh, I, of course, i'm not near your level uh, Tell us about global warming how does the how does eating meat actually uh Global warming.
3: Okay, um, even physically speaking, scientifically speaking, mm. just producing meat, mm. we cause more CO2 than all the cars, all the trains, and the boats, and, you know, airplanes combined together. So physically and scientifically speaking, meat mm. industry is causing our global warming more than anything else. And this 18% of CO2 comes from meat production. But that's not included, the sickness related to it. And the hospital bill and the sorrow of people who are losing loved ones due to meat eating sickness. I can give you some of that if we can read it quickly, right? Okay. Meat eating cause heart disease. Over 17 million people perish each year due to heart attack, and high blood pressure. I'm talking all this uh, according to the World Health Organization and United States Health Agent, etc., etc., yeah? Twenty million people survive heart attack, but related ongoing cost of their case is enormous. The cost burden of cardiovascular disease to individual and government alone in United States is 700 billion per year. Wow. It's not me who's speaking, huh? Is your government research? And now, cancer—more than nine hundred forty thousand colon cancer cases yearly—and nearly a half a million people die from it each year. In the U.S. alone, cancer treatment costs six point five billion.
2: Billion.
3: Prostate and bladder cancer affect more than half a million people every year. Researchers have identified, you know, a chemical substance in cook, fry, and grill meat. That consider direct cause of cancer. And people who eat beef four or more times a week are found to be four times as likely to be uh, having colon cancer than those consuming less. And concerning diabetes, 246 million people worldwide are affected by this. And the cost of it is 174 billion. You add it all together from the top up to now. How many billion we spent uh, just concerning uh, treating people with meat related disease? And that's in the United States alone. And obesity is 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. The cost of individual treatment for that is 93 billion per year. And another 2.6 million people die from problems related to being overweight. Yeah, a lot more. I know you don't have time, but I can send it to you if you want.
2: Sure, I'd be happy to see it and, and share
3: Much more, much more, sir.
2: Uh, I'd like to, to you to make the connection between... Um,
3: Global warming, yeah?
2: Yes, please.
3: And you look all that and you see already, because the methane gas and uh, uh, hydrogen sulfide are resorted from uh, animal rising and that uh, produced a lot of uh, toxic gas into the air, and it warms the atmosphere, and then the atmosphere uh, melts the ice, and the ocean will be warm, and then more methane and other toxin will be released from the bottom of the ocean and uh, permafrost and all that, and then it will be like a devil's circle. And we even might die from gas, not to talk about global warming yet and right now uh, there's so much uh, methane already released into the atmosphere and many people have more mental illness or other physical suffering according to scientists research i hope we stop it quick just to talk about this i got very passionate yeah, i understand that uh, you see people don't know about it you know
5: some of the diseases related to meat consumption and or production swine flu cured meats and fish increase leukemia risk in children Antibiotic-resistant superbug infections from a strain of Staphylococcus aureus, blue-tongue disease, E. coli, Salmonella, bird flu, mad cow disease, or creutzfeldt jacob disease, 90% of the population at risk. Pigs disease, or PMWS, Listeriosis, shellfish poisoning, preeclampsia, Campylobacter, Clostridium difficile, diseases hidden in healthy-appearing livestock some of the costs of meat eating infertility eating just one serving of meat per day increases the risk of women's infertility by 32 percent with additional meat consumption increasing the risk heart disease over 17 million lives lost globally each year cost of cardiovascular disease is at least one trillion US dollars a year Cancer. Over 1 million new colon cancer patients diagnosed each year. More than 600,000 colon cancer-related mortalities annually. In the United States alone, colon cancer treatment costs about 6.5 billion US dollars. Millions of people are newly diagnosed with other meat-related cancers every year. Diabetes 246 million people are affected worldwide an estimated 174 billion US dollars spent each year on treatment in just the United States. Obesity. Worldwide, 1.6 billion adults are overweight, with 400 million more who are obese. Costs 93 billion US dollars each year for medical expenses in the United States alone. At least 2.6 million people die annually from problems related to being overweight or obese. Environmental Use up to 70% of clean water. Pollute most of the water bodies. Deforest the lungs of the earth. Uses up to 43% of the world's cereal. Uses up to 85% of the world's soy. Cause world hunger and wars. 80% cause of global warming. Plus more.
4: Some of the costs of milk consumption. Bacterial microbes, pesticides and enzymes found in cheese derived from the inner stomach linings of other animals. Up to 80% of the calories in cheese are from pure fat. Breast, prostate and testicular cancer from hormones present in milk. Mysteria and Crohn's disease. Hormones and saturated fat leads to osteoporosis, obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Linked to higher incidences of multiple sclerosis. Classified as a major allergen lactose
5: intolerance, plus more.
2: I understand, I'm not sure if this is correct, but that the actual flatulence of the animals, uh, uh, the methane gas and even the nitrous oxide, I understand that they emit, as well as, of course, any processing plant, but any factory anywhere uses fossil fuels. So, let me ask, if uh, most of mankind, or all of mankind, were to become vegetarian, which I don't think is likely, you'll tell me if you think it's likely, would would that reverse uh, global warming if we all stopped eating meat?
3: Yes, sir. Really? I guarantee. Wow. Sign Sign and seal. You don't
2: expect that to happen, do you?
3: Well, I do expect it to happen. Why not? We can always think positive, and I'm working all my might to try to bring it close
2: well, are you optimistic about humankind's well, will to take the steps and make the sacrifices, which will make the difference, both in uh, in stopping to eat meat and and all other ways of controlling pollution and toxicity and uh, and war? I mean, do you think you that we as a species? are enlightened enough as a group to do that. Surely there are individuals who are, but uh, it seems to me that war is just part of the game and eating meat is just part of what we do. And we don't seem to see the end, even though the end is coming.
3: Yes. Well, I think uh, people start to realize it's... And I hope they realize sooner than later. And uh, we are trying our best, like we have the Supreme Master Television, to broadcast all the facts about global warming every day, scientifically and evidently. And also we have people going out and distribute uh, flyers concerning climate change. And we also open many uh, vegan restaurants around the world now, helping people to realize that really we don't need meat to survive and vegan food is delicious and, and healthy. More than that, uh, we cannot do. And I just hope, you know, we have like a hundred monkey effects. Like if we have enough people to be vegan, vegetarian, then the world will be in a trend, you know. And I do really pray that the government and the media uh, help. And by the way, I thank you for doing this because you are helping. A media like you are tremendously helpful to the people and my save lives.
2: It's my great Thank pleasure. You. First of all, I'd like you to tell us what the website is. And second, I'd like you to tell me if there is a vegan restaurant in my area. And if not, why not? I Thank want you. to go there.
3: We are open everywhere. So you look up on the Loving Hood and the website is the SupremeMasterTV.com. We listed not only our restaurant, but all the vegan vegetarian around the world. Free of charge, you can download them free of charge. Everything in our program is free of charge.
2: okay it's suprememastertv.com. TV and uh, this interview will be on there, uh, not just in audio but in video, I believe and, Yes, yes. and all of your interviews and and so many other things as well will yeah. be on there. OK. and
3: oh, the interview will be aired on uh, the 14 satellite platform around the world. We cover the six continents.
2: It will also be on my website um, fairly soon.
3: What uh, is your website? My website
2: is www.environmentallysound.org, and yours, again, is www.suprememastertv.com. Right. And it's a very interesting site. I have been there several times, and I recommend oh, thank that, you. that uh, people take a look at it. When you were a child, I believe you were raised Catholic, but there was a strong Buddhist influence from a grandparent. Do I have that correct? Yes. You were also quite uh, precocious as a child. You read all of Lao Tzu and uh, other philosophers just as a young girl. Is that so?
3: Yes, sir. I was very interested as a young child. And my parents have all this in their house. I, my parents were Christian and my grandparents are Buddhist. <laughs> I've been influenced by both. And later I studied, I found they're both speaking almost the same thing, except some, you know, local languages. Local terminology.
2: What you call your path now is the Kuan Yin method, yes? Yes. And you say it's not a religion. No. But you do uh, mention God. Is there any way to um, separate religion from God? No. (laughs) But you do say that your path is not a religion.
3: Yes. No, it's not.
2: It's not a religion. It's hard for me to understand, and I think it's probably hard for listeners to understand. How you can have something which you don't call a religion, and yet God is a, is a, surely a part. How, do you, how would you define that?
3: Religion is something that's talking about God, yeah? Yes. And I'm just show people God. So they can be Buddhist, they can be Christian, they can be Muslim. We have only one God. We call it Buddha nature, or God, or kingdom of God, or Allah. To me, I have found it's all the same because once we are in contact with our great self, the kingdom of God within or the Buddha nature within, we will find that we are all one.
2: I get that. I do get that. Uh, um, One of the Buddhist uh, meditations I know because I practice it myself is to save all sentient beings. I will save all sentient beings and yet I never really knew. I still don't know. I, I thought a sentient being was was humans, perhaps, but are not dogs and birds also uh, sentient? How do you define that?
3: I think you know. You just ask for your audience, okay? <laughs> sentient beings include all that feel. I mean sentient mean you can feel it, yes. And the Buddhists even include the non-sentients so that we can protect the environment as well.
7: <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, it's a very big philosophy, but to conclude it, we do no harm to anyone or any other's beings, be it less or more than ourselves. We do no harm to anyone that moves, at okay. least. Any, anyone that had parents, let's say, uh,
2: as with the way one that
3: had a face. Put it, yeah.
2: Um, I would like to ask you quickly about Dr. James Hansen of NASA. Uh, who talked about tipping points. Can you uh, can you give us about a minute that?
3: Now, what he said was um, a couple of years back, and uh, at that time we already uh, passed the tipping point. And if we do not do anything, then we will go to the point of no return. Uh, but luckily, because due to many new vegetarian people, joining the vegetarian diet and now we have uh, delayed the point of no return a couple more years. So let me see how many years we have now. About five years we have now. Otherwise we would have had like only uh, for a few months or a year. Okay. Five years we have until the point of no return.
2: Yes, probably it is a very short amount of time. Okay. I'm afraid we're going to have to end it there, Supreme Master Ching Hai. Uh um, it's been a great pleasure speaking with you and watching you on the monitor, and I hope we can do this again.
3: Oh, sure. Thank you so much.
2: My great pleasure. Thank you. Okay. I would like to thank Supreme Master Ching Hai for taking the time to join us this morning. Most of us have enough to do just to go about our own business and get through the day more or less happy and healthy. Supreme Master has much more responsibility than that. In a world which is increasingly dangerous and stressful for a large number of people, it is her calling to make a positive difference among humankind as a whole add to that her calling to adjust the welfare of animals and her work takes on epic proportions our thought for the week it is the calling of some to move mountains it is the calling of all to be decent stay tuned to WVOX the flagship of Whitney Radio remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle you are here, it is now health and happiness to you all
8: Friday, November 21st, Supreme Master Ching Hai accepted an invitation to an interview by journalist Andrea Bonney for an article that appeared in the Earth segment of the Irish Independent newspaper on December 17th, 2008. The Irish Independent newspaper is the most widely read daily newspaper in Ireland and is available in all shops, newspaper stands, and airports nationwide in Ireland, as well as in the United Kingdom. This interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai, which took place via video conference, covered a broad range of topics, from organic farming to vegan health studies to the spiritual importance of animals. It also dealt into issues related to implementing the vegetarian solution to global warming. We now present the interview with Supreme Master Ching Hai by journalist Andrea Bonny.
9: Supreme Master. Hello. How are you today? It's a pleasure to speak with you again. Um, the last interview was uh, went very well.
3: Oh, it's nice to see you at last. <laughs> I would love to speak while looking at you. How are
9: you? I'm very well, and it's nice to see you as well.
3: Yes, you look great there. You also look slim, <laughs> like uh, a model. Are you doing extra work, like a modeling or something?
9: I'm too busy with my uh, journalistic career.
3: Uh, Yes, you must be very busy. And you are a good journalist.
9: I I, I hope so. Thank you for being with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, So, my first question. Uh, Supreme Master Ching Hai, uh, last November the Partnership for Change Climate Conference was held in Cork in Ireland. Uh, One of the guest speakers, Professor James Hansen, head of NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies and NASA's top climate expert, stated that urgent action is needed. Uh, He said that we only have one year before we reach tipping points and that 2009 is going to be a crucial year for our world. What, in your opinion, are the most effective and fastest ways to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to stop us going beyond these tipping points?
3: Well, madame, that would be vegan, eh? Vegetarian diet without any animal product. Uh, not just vegan, but we avoid all the animal products, means we live a more compassionate lifestyle. Yes. And uh, this uh, diet or this lifestyle is not only compassionate, but is easy, simple, economically and ecological. Everyone from baby to the elderly can do you see, and it's 100% healthy. It's not just my opinion, it's also the opinion of all the experts, the scientists, uh, the medical advisor, the environmentalists, etc.
9: A top Irish environmental economist, Dr Richard Toll, from the Economic and Social Research Unit of the Department of Economics, stated that if you're serious about reducing emissions in Ireland, there is no future for beef and dairy in the country. He also said that with Ireland failing to meet the targets set out by the Kyoto Agreement, that uh, penalties are expected to run close to 1 billion euro a year in the lead up to 2020. What alternatives do Irish farmers have to dairy and beef?
3: We can turn to organic farming, yes. And it's easy, it's simple, cost and water effective, and it's ecologically, economically sound. You see, it will absorb even 40% of CO2 if all the tillable lands are organically cultivated. Uh, It could be more than that. According to the Kyoto Agreement, if uh, in any country where the farmers grow organic fruit and vegetables, then there would be no need to pay subsidies Organic foods and produce are grown and handled according to strict sustainable procedures with limited chemical input, or we could even use no chemical input at all, so organic food also GM-free. Organic farming preserves topsoil. Chemically intensive practices are a key factor in the erosion of topsoil. Scientists found that soils in organic plots were up to 60% more stable and are less prone to erosion. So over one-third of Irish rivers are now polluted, mainly due to farm runoff. You know, it could be more than that, but, you know, we want to try to be conservative here. Organic farming reduces toxic farming runoff and pollutants that contaminate our water. You see, soy and air as well. So organic farming is healthier for farm workers, the surrounding communities as well, and for natural wildlife. Now the EPA considers 60% of all herbicides, you know, weed killers, or 90% of all fungicides, that means mold killers, and 30% of all insecticides, that means insect killers, are potentially cancer-causing for humans an animal of course né? organic farming keeps harmful chemicals and uh, pesticides out of the food that we eat and the beverage that we drink so farmers may apply for a grant from the department of agriculture so for up to maximum of 60000 uh, euro so organic sales in ireland have increased you see by 82% already reaching a value of uh, 104 million in uh, the year uh, up to July 2008. Yeah. For Ireland to meet the Kyoto Agreement uh, targets, they need to plant millions of trees, but farmers can use their land to do that. And this will help to cool the world also. And forestry uh, is also adds to the beauty of the landscape. Yeah, and that's good for Ireland's tourist industry. Thank you.
9: Each second an area the size of a football field of tropical rainforest is destroyed to produce 257 hamburgers. Do you feel that if the public were to know this information that they would move to a more sustainable diet?
3: Ah, Yes, in my opinion, they would, you see. The problem is uh, very little of this information, such as this, is uh, propagated for the public knowledge. We are inundated with many other news which is not all as urgent as saving the the forest and saving the planet. yeah. of course. A few leaders uh, who do or did uh, take up this uh, task to inform and encourage the peoples and government to do it, Uh, like, uh, for example, His Royal Highness Prince Charles, and sometimes met even with uh, illogical criticism and from uh, the world leaders I think, uh, in my humble opinion, they should work together in this important issue, and so does the media. And by the way, thank you. You are one of the positive, and we are grateful. Yeah. You're helping the environment.
9: Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer both globally and in Ireland, causing nearly 40% of all deaths. It costs the European economy 192 billion euro per year, 57% of which is used on healthcare, 21% in productivity losses, and 22% for informally looking after people. What evidence is there to suggest that a vegan diet would help cure people from cardiovascular disease?
3: Plenty, Madame. Plenty of evidences through all the years of study and researches by the top experts. Um, to name here a few, yeah. For example, in the USA, Dr. Dean Ornish, University of California, uh, Dr. Caldwell uh, Esselstyn uh, from Cleveland Clinic, Ohio, Dr. Joel Furman from New Jersey, and uh, many more, yeah, all offer plant-based programs that cure this disease more effectively and uh, quickly than surgery or drugs. The Patients are cured and never have this symptom again, even after decades passed. Uh, I give you one of the uh, websites www.heartattackproof.com. We have more of these websites of the people who, who help with this uh, heart problem. We, we send it to you, yes, yeah? so that you can uh, have a reference if you yeah. wish to. Okay. Thank you
1: a lot, Also, <laughs> awesome. Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet. Lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, Increases life expectancy up to 15 years. Higher IQ. Conserves up to 70% clean water. Saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing. A solution for world hunger. Free up 3.4 billion hectares of land. Free up 760 million tons of grain every year. Half the world's grain supply. Consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production. Reduces pollution from untreated animal waste. Maintains cleaner air. Saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year. Stop 80% of global warming, plus more. Save your life. Be veg. Go green.
9: Ireland has an estimated 250,000 patients Diagnosed with diabetes, and another hundred thousand who are estimated to be undiagnosed. Uh, treating diabetes costs the Irish economy about six hundred thousand euro per year. How does uh, a vegan diet affect people with diabetes? Ah, uh, it will cure
3: them, madam. It will cure them. There are many researches and uh, practices uh, proving the effectiveness of a vegan diet to reverse control and cure both diabetes and related health uh, issues, such as uh, cardiovascular disease and obesity. In the United States, uh, there are at least three doctors who have developed three different plant-based approaches uh, suiting different needs and dietary preferences. There are more, but I just uh, cite three of them. Dr. Neil Barnard at Georgia Washington University he stated that you just eat whatever you want and as much as you want as long as it is vegan, low-fat and low-sugar. Uh, people who follow his program are very successful in controlling and reversing their diabetes, lowering their medications for both uh, diabetes and uh, related uh, illness, such as uh, cardiovascular, and uh, they will completely cure within about a year on the program. Yeah. It is described in his book, Dr. Neil Barnard Program for Reversing Diabetes. And another, Dr. Joel Furman in New Jersey, USA, has another highly successful program, which he called a Nutritarian Program. He emphasized that uh, you want to focus on eating the most nutrient-dense food. Like in his program, the foods with the highest degree of uh, micronutrients, like vitamins, mineral, and chemicals are leafy green vegetables, uh, followed by fruits and legumes and nuts. His diet has an emphasis on vegetables as being the foundation for a diet, and a preference for beans rather than grains, you see. Beans are very good for balance in blood sugar. In his book, uh, Eat to Live and Eat for Health, uh, he mentioned that uh, people follow his program get over diabetes very easily within about three months, even. And another doctor, Doctor Gabriel Cousins, has a raw food diet program that is hundred percent raw and twenty percent non raw. A little bit later, yeah. He also focuses on the importance of removing toxins from the body, like stop smoking, uh, stop coughing. And Doctor Cousins' experience. Uh, That people who are following his program are medically cured for diabetes within 21 days only, and they need to stay on the diet longer to heal the organs and assure that diabetes does not come back. Mm -hmm. So many, so many, so many. Absolutely, Uh, yeah. They assure in the book, like simply raw reversing diabetes in uh, 30 days or. Uh, there is a cure for diabetes and the Tree of Life 21 days program, etc., etc. Uh, in the Supreme Master Television, uh, we have also interviewed both Dr. Barnard and uh, Dr. Cousin. You could uh, uh, refer to it in our online archives.
9: Yeah, yeah, I will,
3: absolutely. www.supremastertv.com to download anytime. Yeah. The show is also on YouTube and uh, many other uh, online programs. Thank you so much. <laughs>
9: Just say it's on it's on YouTube.
3: Yeah, we will send you also many other website. Their website for your reference as well.
9: Perfect. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Are there any benefits to eating a vegan diet during uh, during pregnancy? Ah,
3: good question. Good question. Mm. <laughs> we had the show, uh, which our reporter went to a park in Sydney to visit the parents and the children. <laughs> who are vegan, they, they're doing fantastic. They're all pinky, healthy, intelligent and beautiful children. And mother as well. Yeah. Of course if we are vegan, the mother and the child will have a healthy life and have a good uh, delivery, you know, easy. No morning sickness even. That's what they told us. Really? Yeah, that's what I suspected. So I asked uh, you know, my people to do research on it and truly no morning sickness. Yes. Because most of the, the pregnant women, they have morning sickness because they eat um, meat and fish and all that, and the baby cannot bear it, yeah, being too sensitive. So when we have morning sickness, that means the body tried to get rid of the toxins so to protect the mother and the child as well. That's a natural way of telling us that what we have been eating is no good for the body and for the child. But many of us don't listen. Okay. For many of the research and reference we have, the uh, vegan diet also protect uh, the mother from preeclampsia, which is pregnancy caused uh, hypertension and potentially fatal. A study in Tennessee, USA, found that uh, all the vegans people, only one person with preeclampsia, making it a fraction of a percent of people with preeclampsia. You see, this is the the report. Since preeclampsia in our culture is uh, frequently uh, associated with the unrestrained consumption of fast foods. I mean foods having having high level of saturated fat and rapid weight gain. It is possible that a vegan diet could alleviate most if not all of the signs and symptoms of preeclampsia. Yeah.
7: That's
3: very and interesting. Yeah. Vegan diet lower or eliminate morning sickness, you see. Many vegan women have reported little or no morning sickness at all. Studies of morning sickness have found that meat is a trigger for greater morning sickness, and that the more legumes and uh, vegetables a mother ate, the less morning sickness she will experience. We air a show on this on Supreme Master Television yeah. called How a Vegan Diet Can Reduce Morning Sickness. Uh, please refer to it. You can download as well. You know We can always review the program from the previously aired show, always.
9: Thank you. Yeah. Um, So it's good for mother and baby, that's good.
3: From the study, it is almost 100% of vegan moms are free from morning sickness. Mm -hmm. It depends on how long she has been vegan, I guess, yeah? Yeah, If she has been vegan longer time, then she has no morning sickness. But if she just started, she probably have a little.
9: Many people state that they are reluctant to eat vegan, Uh, stating that they basically liked the taste of meat and cheese too much. But what would you say to them?
3: If we have to choose between life and taste, then we should choose life. Hmm? If we are gravely ill from meat diet, or if we are dead from it, then the taste will be ruined or gone. We are gone anyway. Besides, veggie meat and vegan dairy are delicious. And available in all health food stores everywhere nowadays. Just try a new lifestyle. Why not? New recipes. New discovery. Happy, exciting new taste, new life. Yeah. Meet new vegetarian vegan friends in the neighborhood or online. Yes, just try something new in life. Mm-hmm. Skip. Why the try. not? We all have have different tastes anyway, but we can try a different one. On the Supreme Master Television or com, we have all kinds of uh, international cooking shows
7: mm-hmm.
3: or other online sources, you know, all free to download. Uh, please check out your vegetarian cookbook also in the shop or library. After a week or so, you know, anyone will get used to a new taste. Many just dropped the meat diet immediately and start uh, the vegan diet and nobody had any problem with taste because nowadays we have so much... Uh, to choose from the vegetarian uh, diet.
9: Yeah, so it's just a case of giving it a try, basically, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Being a bit more open-minded. Too
3: open-minded and try new exciting stuff.
9: Some people say that they've uh, tried eating a, a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet for a while, but uh, that they went back to eating meat again, saying that they felt better. Um, do you think there are some people for whom including uh, meat is necessary?
3: No. Meat is never necessary for anyone. But uh, being vegan, we must take care to have a proper balanced diet. Eat responsibly, you know, just like everything else. We have to do it responsibly, yeah? Make sure meals is uh, including essential nutrients like fatty acids, iron, protein, etc., etc. Then I don't see any problem with that, yeah? According to our personal needs, we have to include in our diet uh, what is necessary or even if a vegetarian or vegan lacks some nutrient in their diet due to uh, uh, improper attention to food intake then the meat-eater lacks even more or double more than double than that according to the latest data by uh, dr. Uh, Michael Gregor, MD. There are tons of nutritional value and protein available in a plant-based diet. You know, look at uh, me, look at all of us. <laughs> we eat nothing but plant-based. <laughs> yes, we are pure vegan, yeah? We have uh, al- alternative uh, living flyers also. In, I have uh, outlined some of the nutrition, uh, valuable food, and we have healthy living shows about uh, nutrition every week, and we are the living proof of it. There are many athletes even who are on a vegetarian or vegan diet. It's even on our shows, and a veggie club list on our show. So please see SupremeMasterTV.com.
9: Yeah, yeah, I've been on the site. There's uh, plenty of interesting stuff up there. Right,
3: right. We have all the uh, uh, club lists, you know, all the Famous people, who are athletes also, even Muhammad Ali, he was vegetarian. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> sure, many people didn't, but it is like that, yes. And many more other uh, champions in different uh, sport fields. They are vegetarian. We have shows all the time about them. Thank you, madam.
9: Yeah, leading on from that, um, should we be concerned about supplements if we move to a vegan diet? Like, I think a lot of people are concerned that if they are vegan, that they will somehow be losing out on, you know, nutrients that they need.
3: On a proper and sufficient uh, vegan diet, some people say that they do not take them at all. Even mother who are nursing children. But if anyone thinks they need it, why not? <laughs> People have to decide for themselves according to individual needs, you know? If we feel like run down or less energetic uh, now and again or as a day-to-day basic, then maybe we should consider taking it for a while or as long as we need or desire or take what we like. There is uh, lots of uh, information nowadays about what to do with our diet and what may be vital to supplement, etc., etc. Uh, We will send you uh, websites of them (laughs) so that your reader may be able to refer to them. We will supply it to you. Yep, that would be great. Anyway, uh, from uh, all the reference, we have that the vegan diet uh, deficient in three nutrients. Then the meat eaters are deficient in seven. (laughs) That is Dr. Michael Greger quote on September 2003. Thank you.
9: In terms of animals... Um, obviously, animals are very important in our lives. How important do you think they are to us?
3: Wow, you can see. Very important. Many people, they even forsake their comfortable house in the city or anywhere. They go out in the wild, don't in like uh <laughs> Uh, army-style clothing and sitting in a cold tent for many hours just to take a little photo of the animals for hobby, or to watch the birds, you know, the rare and the wild birds in outside. And that makes them feel great when they come home. Yeah, That's their preferred holidays for many people. You see, important. Yeah. We cannot even overemphasize how important the animals are to our well-being, emotionally, psychologically, mentally.
9: Yeah, very much so. I watched a, a video about you, and uh, there was so many animals that you seem to have a great affinity with animals.
3: <laughs> yes, not not just one person, not just me even, but everyone. They do love animals. Yeah, they go out of their way to watch the birds and all that. They even have bird watching clubs, you know. <laughs> or uh, fish-watching clubs, or everything they do. Imagine our world with no animals at all. Just imagine it.
9: I wouldn't like to imagine that.
3: <laughs> no, we can't, right? We cannot live without animals, right?
9: No, so, absolutely not.
3: That is that. And uh, if anyone who have dogs, or cats, or birds, or any other animal, turkey, chickens, ducks, geese, if they have them as pet, they would understand more than I can express how important the animals are to our well-being. And uh, anyone who have cats and dogs, according to a medical study, they are more healthy, they live longer. Even if they're ill, they get cured quick, even just by being with animals, stroking them, petting them, loving them, taking care of them, uh, make you healthier. According to scientists and medical research, that is how important it is. Yeah. Instead of taking drugs, you can have an animal who help you to balance your life. Because if we are balanced emotionally, also our life will be healthier. Not to talk about the animal. They emit some kind of healing. Even the wild animals as well, they emit a the healing energy to anyone around or to human as well. They are more than important. More than important.
9: Um, Was Jesus Jesus a vegetarian? Are there passages in the Bible that talk about whether or not Jesus was a vegetarian? Ah,
3: poor Jesus. (laughs) Everyone tried to put meat or fish uh, into the Lord's mouth. He's a pure vegetarian. He came from Essener tradition, and the Esseners are vegetarian all the time. Yes, uh, we have mentioned always in my talks that Jesus did never eat meat. Clearly, in the Bible, it stated in many places that humans should not eat meat at all. Be thou not among flesh-eaters and wine drinkers. Yeah, Meat for the belly, belly for the meat, and God will destroy both meat and them. Uh, who told you to kill all the bullocks and the sea sheep to make offer for me? Uh, Please stop the killing of all these innocent. Wash your hands, because they are full of blood. If you continue to do that, uh, I will turn my head away when you pray, for example, like that. Yes, many. And there is a translated book from uh, Aramaic by Edmund Bordeaux Zeskali, you know, he's Hungarian, from the old textbooks uh, which were found in the Vatican archive, believed to be the teaching of Jesus in that uh, Jesus uh, instructed that his disciples should not eat animal flesh at all. At all. He referred to some of our show called World of Wisdom in which we have collected all the sayings from the Bible about the vegetarian diet for Christian. Thank you.
9: But if, if he was a vegetarian why did Jesus pass a fish on the Sermon of the Mount?
3: <laughs> I have been asked many times, yes. No. The present Bible is translated from the ancient Greek version. Yeah, okay. Jesus fed the masses loaves of bread with uh, obsarum. Obsarum uh, could be translated as condiment, uh, you know, relish, or uh, as fish. So it is possible to say that uh, he fed them bread and a company condiment for taste, you see? Just like when we eat bread, we don't just eat bread alone, you know. Sometimes we put salt and pepper or <laughs> vinegar and uh, and so something like that. If the Lord were to eat fish, why would He tell His first twelve disciples to forsake fishing and follow Him to fish men instead? Yeah. If He wants to eat fish, He would say, "Oh, please continue with your job and, and give me fish every day," you know. <laughs> he said, "Go and I teach you to fish men." You see, such an important job to do the fishing. If uh, Jesus were to condone this practice, then he would have not uh, tell them to forsake their, their job, forsake their profession, and follow him. Follow him means having nothing. Yeah. He has nothing, and they have nothing. <laughs> they just rely on God and whatever other disciples to offer them to eat, you see. So in a DVD called The Real Hero, I also cited many other Bible quotes about Christian vegetarian diet. You see, please refer to it, or I ask my people to send it to you. Yeah. We could argue forever with people about uh, <laughs> Jesus, uh, he was vegetarian or not, but if we go within, it's simple. In the kingdom of heaven, we can ask Jesus. He would say that he did never condone meat-eating, or eating of any being, you see, a compassionate master like Jesus, who would carry a stranger's weak, injured lamb up to the hill, so the lamb would not be beaten up, or kicked by the shepherd, or dragged by the shepherd. How would he eat any living creature?
9: It would be a bit of a contradiction. Right. What would you recommend that people eat for a vegan or vegetarian uh, Christmas holiday?
3: What do you think I recommend <laughs> A wholesome and delicious vegan ham, vegan turkey, vegan chicken yeah and a whole range of other tasty nutritious vegan products. you know you can list forever. yeah the list go on about what we can eat. they will like nothing. Go to health food stores, go online and search for what you like to prepare as a vegan feast. We always do that yes. A compassionate heart for all beings and the planet is all we need. Then we will know what to cook. We should turn more to higher value in life and contemplate on heaven's quality instead of just food. We have so much to eat anyway. That's true.
9: Supreme Master Television is the pioneer of constructive and positive television airing globally and translating in up to 40 different languages. Uh, Do you feel that you have been an inspiration to others as more and more positive uh, channels are appearing all over the world? Um, Does this show that level of consciousness of the world is rising? It's a sure sign that the
3: consciousness of the world is rising. You see, people present themselves by, you know, acting, thinking, talking or writing. So people who are uh, in war zone, for example, they would write more about fighting, depression, and sadness. Even children do that. Children in war zone, they draw pictures about war, about barber wires, about death, about these kind of things. You see? People who are in love write love poems. You know that. You are a writer. Yeah? yeah. People who are elevated and uh, have positive uh, mind, they write positive things and they see things in a positive way and act positively. People who are good at heart think good about others and vice versa, etc., etc., yes. Whatever in our heart, <laughs> we would think like that, and we express it in different ways in television, theater, writing. Yeah. So if we have more positive channels and media as a whole, that's a sure sign that the collective consciousness of the world is more elevated and more wholesome.
9: I agree, absolutely. Yeah, good for us. Good for us. us.
3: Thanks, Heaven. (laughs) And uh, by the way, everyone, I believe, can be an inspiration to the world. You can be an inspiration now to the world. You have already (laughs) made influence. You have already inspired many other people and readers. I am absolutely sure about that by your positive involvement in positive media. I, I really thank you so much, by the way.
9: Oh, you're very, very welcome. thank
3: you very it. Very yeah. <laughs> So everyone can be an inspiration to the world to contribute to a better life, a more elegant life, a more desirable life, a nobler life on this planet for all to enjoy. Because if we create a positive atmosphere, a benevolent atmosphere, we are also benefited. We live in it. Yeah, like when you are arguing with your boyfriend or your husband, for example, even you don't talk to each other anymore. The arguing's over, and you still have a hard feeling in your heart. You feel terrible in that family, in the same room, even or even far away from each other. You you don't feel good at all. Yeah, you feel uneasy. So, yeah. and when you're in love with each other, everything goes well between you both. Even you are far away, a thousand miles, or you are in the same room, or you don't hold hand. Even you feel so good, so good. That is the atmosphere that influences us. So we have to create benevolent atmosphere for us. That everyone should remember. Thank you so much.
9: I just have one final question for you here. Um, in In addition to being a vegetarian for Christmas, is there anything else we can do to help the environment, particularly at this time of year?
3: We can do many things. We do whatever we think that is appropriate. And in our power, and in our ability to help to save the planet and save lives on Earth, if we could not do anything at all, we could just print all the informations that concerning saving the planet and vegetarian diet, and give it to people on the street. I mean, whoever we met, wherever you know in the context of the law, give to our friends or send emails to our friends to encourage them to be vegetarian or to be green, etc., you know. And instead of uh, using the normal light bulbs, we can use the LED Christmas light to save energy, and we use uh, artificial Christmas trees to save the forest. We can use a little less light, if possible. I mean, for Christmas, uh, wherever possible, economic one. If we can also take care of the needy people around us, the people who need love, who need some financial help, or even just a hot meal, like homeless people. yeah. We can also adopt a pet for your family instead of buying one. Yeah. We can help charity organization voluntarily or send a check if you can afford. You see, you can pack uh, SOS information for saving the planet, etc., etc. We do anything we can to help others and the environment. And last but not least, Pray. Pray pray remember god remember the grace of heaven and try to live a heavenly life
9: well, thank you thank you for um, talking to me today it's been an absolute pleasure do you have any final message just before we say goodbye for our readers
3: i think your questions cover many topics already and <laughs> your readers would have been very clear about uh, our message you know yours and mine <laughs> But uh, I would uh, say one more thing again. Please, be blessed. Go green. Please save the planet.
9: Thank you very, very much for talking to me. Uh, It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you very much also. And uh, may God bless you so much in your noble job that you're doing. And bless your family. And God bless the great island with peace, happiness and prosperity.
9: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, so um, hopefully I'll uh, talk to you again soon at some stage in the future.
3: I hope so too, and it has been my privilege, and I'm very, very grateful to you. Thank you. Because of you, many people will be more aware of the danger of our planet, as well as the benefit uh, of a vegetarian diet to save the planet. I thank you from my heart. Thank you. God bless.